Thank you for joining us for this episode of Journey Now, produced by Journey Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. For more information on Journey Church and our gatherings, visit journeytn.com. Hey, welcome to another Journey Now podcast. We're already well on to our way here. We thought we'd let you in on a little bit of our Christmas party last night. And with me is the typical group of people with their arms folded nicely and no humor added. My arms are not folded. Mine are. Well, your hands are. I have nothing folded. (laughs) There it is. a $20 bill in my pocket. Which he owes me. And last night, everybody, we we do a, a white elephant gift. Is that? I think no. it's Dirty no. Santa. That's what I said. Dirty Santa. Oh, which, oh, that sounds just horrible. Oh, that, that, sound horrible. that like really? dirty Chinese food? Yeah. Okay. No, it's just a Christmas party. <laughs> it's a Christmas party okay. where, we, where we exchange gifts. Yeah. And we do, and the, we do it for it's fun. It's a playful. It is. Very white cool. elephant is when you bring a gag gift. Yeah. Dirty Santa it. is when you steal the gifts. And that is absolutely oh, what we do. That wow. is it. I'm going to have to look this up. Susie's right. Do not look up Dirty Santa. I didn't Santa. know that. <laughs> yes. On, do not Google that. Okay. Dear I'm listener. Saying, I did that Dear one listener, time. do not. All my accountability partners <laughs> called instantly. I got little checks. <laughs> okay. So, so, so the theme, oh, everybody. No. Every year, the theme is bring something that has something to do with a drink. Right. You know, it could be coffee, it could be bourbon, it yeah. could be Those are the, really the only two options. <laughs> There's no other option. No, Kevin brought kombucha one year. Oh, I did. Great. And okay. you it's, got it. It's I brought a mug. Bucks. Yes. Huh? I brought a mug. Yeah, yeah. me too. So right. right. Which is and a boring. glass. Yeah. So there was some wine in there. So so hold on. Something for everyone. So yes. That's the thing every year. Like this is the thing. You just bring something that you can drink or has something to do with that. So yeah. there are all these, you know, baskets. Everybody brings their baskets like um little bags you know where you wine bags you're like oh what wine am i gonna get whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're right. gift bags and then on the table there are these <laughs> two flat like wrapped greenly wrapped merry christmas yes. like box shaped yes. like looks like really thin books yes. two of them right i yeah. thought one was going to be a calendar i did too i thought the bottom one Gosh. was a calendar and i knew right away whose <laughs> gifts those were because we're we had yeah. 17 people 17 gifts yeah and we're like heading up there, and it's like this will be the last gift. Oh for yeah, sure. it was second to the last. It, only because I made listener. a deal. So everybody, Mike brought. What tell him what you brought. Well, first of all, and how you how you got that into. Uh, yeah, yeah. First of all, they didn't specify that is not true. Uh, that it was beverage. They just said something to do with drinking. We said beverage and, or beverage adjacent. Yeah, yeah. This well, this is it because. <laughs> I Way found, adjacent. I like. found an Olivia Newton-John. God rest her soul. Wow. wow. Let's Eve get Mary physical gentleman. vinyl album in the clearance section of Target. Wow. In your basement? False. <laughs> On your turntable? I opened it. I just looked at it when I was On 11 your years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And, um, and I just thought, okay, what a perfect... What a, uh, if you're going to drink a beverage together, wow. that is a great piece of music to listen to. Yeah. Wow. And what, and was, then, the, what was the second thing? Because that really worked. Well, that so that was a book for children on how no one likes a fart. Yeah. And it was a story about a fart trying to find a home and going to all these different places. What kind of places? Trying to find a place where it was welcome. Right. And, and I thought, did it say the word drink in or beverage in the book? 
Well, yeah, and and here's the idea. <laughs> there are things when you're sharing a beverage with somebody uh, that you want to include, and there are things you want to exclude. Yep. And that's all that was. Yeah. That's all that was. It was powerful, you guys. So it was beverage adjacent. Yeah. Very. And uh, it landed in the only this the oh, one singular person out of the thirty plus people that were there yeah. who collects vinyl covers and yeah. he texted me a picture yeah. he put it up in he his put office, it up in his no. office. Yeah, one of our, one of our elders yep yeah yeah so so timmins <laughs> for the the 20 minutes leading up to this actually is our elder's husband every 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 time was just thank you for bringing beverage gifts thank you uh, everyone for bringing beverage gifts and he'd pretend to drink the flat books and yeah. again <laughs> is a just a physical comedian like par excellence and so uh, by the time we got to open it i was i was beside oh. myself oh you were laughing <laughs> so oh. hard mike i thought oh my god and then we played some olivia newton yes yeah, that is and very what true. did, did you, you do i was coaxed by my captors into <laughs> which was so good and and let me just say yes just it say, was amazing it was it was for amazing. the win for there, the win. listen Dancing is really about the intersection of two axes, the Y axis <laughs> and the and the X axis. Mm. And so uh, it, it, it's a simple matter of having a bit of rhythm and, uh, and then and then you are moving, such a nerd. moving yeah. along <laughs> those yeah. axes. Yes, and so right. yeah, I showed a little bit. I would say maybe that was five percent of what I got. Yeah. It was a yeah. hitch moment. I believe Keep that. it in here. Yeah. 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 I, I mean uh, yeah. It yeah, was I mean, appropriate for a work Christmas party. Uh, <laughs> very, that's yeah, great. Because yeah. my first thought went elsewhere. My first thought, I'm not going to lie, was Do the, the Magic Mike. And oh, my yes. namesake. Yes. And no. a movie based on my life, to yeah. be no. quite honest. No. Yes, based on your life. Okay, so anyway. Speaking of drinking adjacent. We are, and yes. we are sorry, we dear listener. Finishing revelation. We had some chocolates. Well, Actually, we, say we had a dear you. listener. Our oh, yes, dear, yes, thank yes. you, Steve Mills. There is one that Amy is Mills. out there that exists. Yes. They gave us a, a, um, a rundown. No, yep. no. You okay. guys, we, we discussed the merits of dark chocolate and milk chocolate on a previous episode. Um, I think I missed that because the answer episode. is clearly yeah, milk chocolate. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Well, from, from the um, great state of Pennsylvania comes Wilbur's Chocolates. Perfect. And uh, this is not a sponsorship. This, this is, is made from Amish <laughs> but we cows. Wa- yes, it is actually. Um, and uh, we we have Gosh. what are called not kisses because Hershey's a little bit a ways Protective. away yeah. from. Yeah, but they kind of look like kisses. Can we go ahead and describe them in detail? Uh, I think okay. the listener would okay. enjoy that. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to enjoy but that. But there's milk chocolate ones and there's... And they're really good. Dark chocolate ones. And we were to discuss the merits for our dear listener because Steve couldn't come in here and just give them to us. So my our, question... Okay, so, so we're so doing this podcast is, for our... My question, just very quickly, because yeah, yeah. we're tackling deeply theological issues. Yes, mm. we are. If you, if you had more than one, mm. which did you have more of? Milk. The, so milk for you, Susie. Mm, milk, milk for Tim. I'm, I'm, I'm trying them right now. Milk, Erie, and then Kev. Don't do it now. Well, I'm trying. But what have you? What What did you eat prior? Oh, the dark. Well, there you go. Three to one. Milk. Mm-hmm. Kevin gets two votes, but it's still milk. <laughs> he also really likes Twizzlers. Oh, That's, Lord have mercy! It, it kind of pulls him out of the other yeah. running a little. Bit. Yeah, it yeah. does. <clears throat> it kind of demerits me. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So well, there, anyway, there you have speaking it. Speaking of Twizzlers. <laughs> Yeah. So we were talking, we finished the book of Revelation. Uh, Hallelujah. Yes. And the whole church said, 42 weeks. Amen. Amen. 42 weeks 
I feel like no one's going to come to church this Sunday now. I'm not. <laughs> right, well, you're preaching. I think I I'm think coming. some people will come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've, they've been avoiding it for the last several months. And so now here they come. But we were talking about the new heavens and the new earth and how this incredible picture that is nothing new, but the fulfillment of all of this stuff throughout the rest of the Bible. And that the new heavens, that the word for new is really important. It's not brand new, but it's renewed. And so it's a renewed heaven and a renewed earth. And the vision we get at the end of Revelation is the fulfillment. Some of the most beautiful passages of scripture in Ezekiel and Isaiah that hinted at by Jesus, referenced by Peter. He talks about the new heavens and new earth. And it, it literally is the summation of the entire biblical storyline. That the story ends similarly to how it began. But instead of a garden, now it's a garden in the midst of a city. And the human culture has moved on. But God's desire has never changed. And that is to collect for himself a people with whom he will dwell, who will enjoy him and human life forever. And that picture um, is so much richer, as we were talking about, than the picture we all inherited oh, for sure. of the floaty, harpy, you know, cloudy, heaven, church well, service and forever. He, yeah, church service forever. I think that's the one that sticks in most... Because we've taken the word worship and shrunk it Come on. to this place of... Um, and it's getting shrunk even more. Yeah. But um to music or yeah, so add, add minutes a, of yeah, at a work at a gathering of Christians, the Come music on. is now defined as worship, which is a disservice just, to just the word. Perspective on worship broadens our even our fuller grasp and understanding of what heaven will look like. So there are these pictures, however, there are three of them in Revelation twenty one and twenty two of people left outside the city. Lots of questions. Um, that. Yeah. And, and that's not where the surprisingly, bulk, that's where the bulk of the that's are. where the questions came from. Now, yep. let me just say something like from a, a perspective of like the entire biblical story. Hell is so not an emphasis in the mm -hmm. biblical story. Hmm. It's not in uh, the Genesis account. It's not in the Old Testament. It's not. It uh, it's referenced. Um, uh, Jesus references a place outside of Jerusalem mm -hmm. that was known for injustice and child sacrifice. And he, we translated hell, but it was literally just a place name of a valley that you can still go to. Um, we have in in Christian circles, we have so overemphasized mm. this picture and and given it far more detail than the biblical evidence would ever ever justify. That, that it's it's sad that when we talk about the new heavens and the new earth, the questions aren't about that. The questions are all about, well, who's outside the city? Mm -hmm. And that just, so I, I'm saddened that that receives the emphasis, right? But that is all the, the way we've been trained. Salvation simply is uh, salvation from hell to heaven. Mm-hmm. And that is so, speaking of shrinking, mm -hmm. that is so much smaller than the biblical picture of salvation. is. So having said that, we did get a lot of questions about hell, but I, I grieve that. I well, grieve it's that. The, it's the ultimate picture of a right and wrong culture that we're all very steeped in. Yes. A very, right and wrong meaning like moral or legal. Well, more than that, I think for those of us who, at least my experience growing up in the not growing up in the church, but the amount of time I've been in the church, mm. there's just this like, well, 
we have to figure out who's right and who's wrong about the theology and the doctrines and all that stuff. And so what you believe about hell, not what you believe about God, but what you believe about hell can Mm. often determine where you're right and wrong. Right. right? Yeah. How you read that. Yeah. And translate it. Yeah. And so that was the sense that I got Mm -hmm. on over the weekend was that like, well, like there's people who are going to think this is wrong. And so therefore they're, you know, right. Like everything else is wrong or, you know, or vice versa. Right. I think, I think there was a lot of grace Mm -hmm. in the beginning of the book for, okay, we probably translated this wrong. Yeah. We probably have heard it wrong or we probably, if not wrong, like it's good to hear another Mm -hmm. perspective and we can hold this loosely because it's not really, uh, um, a, a die on doctrine which is which is ridiculous i know but i'm just saying because uh, it's the revelation well of and but I, I agree think with also you for people yeah you know i know uh, i know yeah. i know where you're going and i'm just jumping yeah and and the i i appreciate that but what happened when we got towards the end of the book was okay i can agree that there might not be a 1000 year reign of christ i can believe that mm-hmm. there's you know that there's more to this story than i understood before but now you're messing with heaven yeah, and because hell. now you're talking about what happens to my parent who just passed away right or my you know yeah which was one of the that, questions i mean that's yes. like a lot of people like then right. go okay well what happens so this to is my alarming now mm-hmm. and so i'm going to start asking harder questions yeah. right yeah. because because hell has been elevated to a core doctrine right whereas the bible makes no such move not one there is no mm-hmm. uh preaching of the gospel by Jesus or in the book of Acts that has hell at at its center. Now there is talk of judgment, but that was universally understood, Mm -hmm. regardless of whether or not you were pagan or you were a Jew or you were a God-fearer. It was understood that there was judgment. Yeah, That was not news to anybody. Right. Well, and also in the last five to 10 years, it's become part of the internal culture wars among Christians. Like if you you don't believe that there's a hell or whatever, then then you're a heretic, yeah, right? right. And what we're saying is the, the, mm-hmm. the symbols all point to some reality. Mm-hmm. They absolutely do. Jesus is warning people against something. Paul is warning people against something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The issue is there are several different images that are used, right. and we choose one that I don't even think is properly realized as the definitive image for what that's going to be like. And I and I we've said this all throughout the book of Revelation. Revelation tells us what's happening, but not how it happens. Mm-hmm. And so you get a lake of fire, you get people excluded from the city. Those are not like mutually exclusive images. Those are images conveying the same reality in just different ways. Mm-hmm. So to be clear, they're symbolizing something. Mm-hmm. There is no doubt mm-hmm. that there is, whether it's exile, whether it's lake of fire, that there is a reality apart from God mm-hmm. that can be chosen here and later. No question. And the Bible presents that in very bleak and unpleasant terms. Mm-hmm. But to build entire theologies of what the message is and how that's going to look, that is what's so in error in uh, American evangelicalism. You know, so if you want to be- believe the Bible teaches eternal conscious torment, well, great. I'm just saying the two <laughs> verses you're going to point to, where the three verses you're going to point to, aren't as clear as you think they are. And that's just not me saying that. That is a boatload of scholarship saying that too. Now there are other scholars that would disagree and say that eternal conscious torment is mm-hmm. the clear teaching. Okay, so how does this conversation, just to push us back to the middle a little bit, to 
um, help us with everyone is welcome at the table. Because our, our, at the core of our being is, as a church, is we want everyone to feel welcome at the table. Whatever the hell you believe, you're welcome. Oh, <laughs> about hell. <laughs> and that's, it, can we have that disagreement about, well, I believe in uh, annihilationism. I believe in uh, eternal torment. I believe in, what's the other one? There's three. Uh, eternal torment and universalism. Okay. Universal atonement. It's different than universalism, isn't it? Well, I mean, there are branches yeah. of each. But in general, all all are saved and will be saved, right? The, the, the unsaved are destroyed and they perish. Or the unsaved are alive and are tormented eternally. Those are like the the yep. big categories. But yes, yes. Universalism can be spelled out in universal atonement, mm-hmm. or in the other thing ways. everybody. But it's sim- simplifying it. Universalism is every every religion is leads to God, right? No, no. But universal atonement is everyone eventually gets to Jesus, right? Um. Yeah, I would use different words for that, but I understand the distinction you're making. Yeah, there are, there are some who say yes. Every every religion, even non-religions, right? That's true. Are, universalism, are right? Yeah. Maybe no. What, say that again. That that every path will eventually lead to God. That's that's a belief. There is that belief out there. Yeah. 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 And and so at the end of the day. Okay, so we come and we're centered on this idea of who Jesus is. And Jesus, we believe Jesus is the only way of the Father because mm-hmm. it's very clearly his proclamation. Um, can we sit at a table with somebody? Let's let's exclude universalism for just a second because this is a debate about hell. Universalism doesn't believe in a hell. But if we have like, okay, I believe that eventually people may be tormented for a while and then they just go into non-existence. I believe that, nope, they're eternally tormented. Uh, nope, I believe that... Um, they are outside the city. They get to watch the city. They get to long for the city. Um, and eventually, maybe after death, they get a chance to wash their robes and come into the city. And so there's all these different variations of of these ideas. And I think they all, of those, are all there. I think that picture paint that you could make a case for any of those. I mean, people have. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> yes, I, you can. I'm saying yeah. it's possible. Yeah. But can we sit at a table without being accusatory and, and, and accept one another with different views of hell? That's the question I have. I mean, yes for me. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, all right, it, Tim. <laughs> but doesn't, doesn't it seem like right. maybe that it's actually um, more of what's our view of God first? For sure. Before I think that what's plays our view into of it. hell? I mean, if... Because it seems that's what it comes down to. People are like, I can't believe a God would yeah. sentence somebody this. for eternity. I can't eternity. believe a God would do this or right. my God would do this. Right. I just wonder if there's, that's more the, the direction. It's like, what, what do we truly believe about God? Mm-hmm. And that dictates then how we see those scriptures, maybe? Well, it, it plays into it. We all have presuppositions when we sit down and read it um, that we're trying to wrestle with. What were some of those questions? Huh. Um, good question. Uh, Mike, you, you look contemplative. What, what are you thinking right now? Oh, no. I was just thinking about what you were saying. Huh. And chocolate that's sitting right next to me. <laughs> and the idea that um, the table, do you think the table equals that out or not? Oh, of course. I mean, that's the core of our church. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. I mean, hell is not a primary doctrine. So, you know, we that of course people, everyone would be welcome. Like, what's if we were to say, what are some of the other primary doctrines that we would say? Well, I mean, to be Christian means that you believe that Jesus uh, is in some way God and human. That that Jesus came to solve a problem that's real in the human the human society. That humans are made in the image god and worthy of dignity that the bible has some sort of <clears throat> inspired nature to it so it serves as a rule of life for the community called the church mm-hmm. and that that um and that there's a uniqueness to jesus that transcends sort of religiosity or moralism mm-hmm. that demands a response not just personally but communally right yeah you know but but your thoughts on heaven or hell or um do you baptize people this many times or just once? Yeah. I mean, all of those things are endlessly, yeah. you know, Debatable. speculate. Yeah, speculated yeah. on. But, and your view I mean, on there's, there's a There's a small core. And what Jesus would do yeah. is uh, Jesus, um, depending on who he was with, would clarify his nature or not in these beautiful kind of mysterious ways. Here's a Samaritan woman. Yes, I am the Messiah. Absolutely. Right? Right. Uh, to to other people, it's like, hey, don't tell anybody. You know, mm-hmm. I just did this. It's just yeah. it's just wonderful thing. So our job as a, a welcoming community is to clarify we are a community of Jesus, Jesus. Right. and we're not a community of everything. We're a community of Jesus, and right. as a community of Jesus, we welcome everyone to the table. Right. But not everyone is going to want to be a part of the community of Jesus. <clears throat> right? Fantastic. But that is that would be our version of the community of Jesus. Yes. Yeah, there is no objective, perfect. I think everybody's wanting there to be. This is this is the right version of the community right. of Jesus. So so you, is... so you sit and you say, okay. Back to your question, you sit and you say, if Jesus is the true revelation of the Father, the fullest revelation mm-hmm. of the Father, mm-hmm. and Jesus talks about judgment and warns religious leaders about their mm-hmm. duplicity, and that God will hold an accounting for the injustice done in the world, well, then it doesn't matter if my Jesus, you know, does this or not. It's the revealed Jesus that that we have to reckon with, right? Our faith isn't a made-up faith. It's an inherited faith. Mm-hmm. And so we hold those gospel portraits of Christ as um, authoritative over what we would prefer. And there are uncomfortable passages you you just have to reckon with, right? right. There's no... There's no getting around the fact that if you're going to just look up the word hell, Jesus uses that word more than anybody else in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So that's where we have to begin is to say, okay, so how does this mesh? How does the idea of hell mesh with the, the proclamation of the reality of the kingdom of God and its universal welcome to everybody? Right. Uh, yeah. And that's that's what people have been trying to wrestle with for a yeah. long time. So, and I think that's the those are the those kind are of yeah those are the kind of questions. Here's here's there's there was two other themes in the texting questions, and the one revolves around um, it's it felt like a throwaway phrase in and I wish I should have looked up the verse, but the verse is is that uh, we will we bet in essence will not know our loved ones or our um, that that age of the of, former things will not be remembered right that has caused people to go huh does that mean that i won't the memory of people right in this life my loved ones right my dear ones 
will no longer be part of me in heaven. That, yeah. See, this is this is a great example. Oh, well, did you want me to? No, no. no I, yeah, I want you to. Stop. I want you to wrestle with it. But I, I, I think that that feels like to some people. I'm going to just say this because they said it. That feels like hell. That I don't get to. I don't get to remember the people I. So I missed that part love. of the message. What? What? Where did? Where does that come from? Because I've never I, thought about that text that way okay i didn't hear it in the message I, I saw it as one revelation it, 21 yes i know but i've never heard i've never understood that passage that verse to say that yeah the the former things here has nothing to do with your personal mm. memories mm. it's <laughs> everything to do with the age right that has passed I'm the just, old order of things the former way hey. of human life and sin and death well and also what does the word remembered actually translate does it mean memory or does it mean acknowledgement like like memorialized uh like no nope, no nope, nope. i think that'd be precedent it would be it, it it has the um if i'm remembering it correctly which there's a caveat but the but it will be so the new renewed human life will be so unlike the old order of human life. Mm -hmm. There will be no yearning recollection of that way right. of things. Mm -hmm. uh, does that make sense? Yeah. So there's no marker there. Yeah. Um, and so I think, pre again, this is a great example of pressing revelation for details mm -hmm. that is, mm -hmm. I think it's really biblically inappropriate. There is, there is, <laughs> <laughs> there's just no answer to that, mm -hmm. right? That's the only place where we get that people have taken that from um i don't know i'm sure there are other creative well ways of saying it but i don't i don't think you're going to be up uh, up there see even that yeah. language yeah yeah, is yeah, yeah yeah i don't think the new age is an age where you're going man i really wish you know grandma uh rose were here with her <clears throat> puppy because that was just awesome mm -hmm. i mean that that is that is individualizing this image mm -hmm. and pushing it for details. It just doesn't. It just doesn't get. Well, it also doesn't really jive with the whole idea of us being made in the image of God and being able to, like, see eternally at some mm -hmm. point the mm -hmm. way God sees eternally. Right, right. It's in twenty-one verse four. It's in the context of He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Yeah. Right. So anyway, all this leads us to the other theme that 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 comes about with this is um so do we still have free will when we're there? Can do we do we like when we pass into this next life does free will or the agency within us diminish so that we can only choose what is right? Because evil is destroyed. So there's no longer a choice of evil. That's one of the other themes of questions that I, uh, strains of questions that come, which, what do you think? I, I see a lot of staring at me and nodding. Um, well, I'm doing all the talking, so I was so, trying to yield yes, the floor. Yes. Yeah, I, I got nothing. Yeah, not yeah, nothing. I think this is one of the the speculative questions as well that we end up in trying to answer a question that we probably don't know. It it seems like these all these questions are just complete. And thank you for writing in these questions. Oh yeah, they're it's, they're great. It's so great, and these are all questions that we've all had for so long. But and I read a bunch of the questions too. It yeah. just as you look at it and you see, you look at the whole, 
it's like these are such little details that are, are completely missing the point of the revelation. Yeah, I really agree with that. It's like when you say, um, well, my Jesus would never do X, Y, and Z. It's like saying, well, my heaven would never be X, Y, and Z. Yeah. That, that you've, you've shrunk the whole thing yeah. down to individual personal fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And that's just not, <laughs> all of these are symbols that convey a reality that we cannot conceive of. Well, right. I think they all, I mean, the questions are really good. And we, oh, are, we, sure. we do all wrestle with these things at some point. Mm -hmm. And some people, I think, wrestle more deeply because, I mean, we have some really, really amazingly deep thinkers in mm -hmm. our community, and yeah. it's so wonderful. But I, th I think my sense, really, is that at the end of the day, we all want to know that we're okay. Right. Like, we all want to know that we're going to be okay, mm -hmm. and that we're loved, mm -hmm. and that we're welcome, and that the people that we love are going to be okay. So there's like this part of us that's trying to believe in this thing that you can't see feel or touch with your skin and 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 yet like you know we just want to know underneath it all that like it's that we're safe right yeah we want assurances mm -hmm. and and that's that's the struggle of faith yeah um and i think it goes back to one of the questions that that Tim asked earlier is, so how do I view God and how do I understand God oftentimes gets played out in this way. Um, it, I mean, if you're a good, um, good at reformed theology and you understand reformed theology and the five points of that reformed theology, you, you don't ask a lot of these questions. Your curiosity fades away. No, and I think a lot of people in our congregation have, been, have come from places where, whether it's reformed theology or not, where mm -hmm. they have been yeah. hurt by their mm -hmm. curiosity or uh, people have hurt them due to their curiosity correct mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. you know there is i th i know for some people there's this sense of like i want to have an intellectual um understanding of my faith so that i can coexist with the people who disagree with me that i still somehow love right and and to just be honest about my doubts mm -hmm. is um, is being fully human and it also I think is part of the engaging of faith of asking the questions that dig deeper than merely do I get free will when I die um, is that really the question or is the question am I going to be in the presence of God in such a way that he 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 captivates me in such a way that it doesn't matter anymore um, is that okay is because part of part of the wrestling of this is I want it to be on my terms. I want it to be answered in such a way that it affirms what I think is true. And and therein lies the um, blanket that gets put on curiosity is, I just want you to think like I do, Susie. I just want you to believe in that same vein. And I really don't wanna share a table with people that don't believe the same as me. And in reality, what I've found as I've gotten older is I want to share a table with people that believe different than I do because it invokes mm -hmm. this, this curiosity and, and just it brings a richness to faith that is missed when there is a, we got this buttoned up, we've got it all clear, we know exactly what happens when we live, we know exactly what happens when we die, and we know what happens forever. And... I don't think that's true anymore. <laughs> I used to think that was true, but but there I've come to the realization that um over the years 
of wrestling with God, wrestling with faith, talking to a lot of people who are smarter than me and, and realizing, yeah, that's just a, that is a, a God of my own making that I've created that I worshiped because it made me feel safe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I mean that in the nicest possible way. <laughs> so the, so the repentance for me in that is to say, I'm going to, I'm going to back away from my, my image that I've built of God and say, I'm going to let God be God. And if he wants to give me free will when I die, okay. But if he doesn't, I'm good with that too. So just allow God to be God in this. And I think it helps a lot. At least it does for me. Shalom. <laughs> Shalom. I think, we, I think we nailed it. But that's the, that's the beauty of the table, right? Because I don't know if we all agree on what hell is. There's even the four of us sitting around this table. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but do you care is the question as to whether or not you can sit at a table and love the people around the oh, table. Oh, I can for sure sit at a table and love the people around the table. I think for me, sometimes I worry that people can't sit with me. But I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know for sure. And I don't think I'm meant to know for sure. And I'm okay with that. But there was a time where I really struggled with not knowing for sure, mm. or at least being able to say what I think for sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think as we come into the Christmas season, the best part about the Christmas for me is that it just so much so reveals the heart of God towards men and uh, mm -hmm. his willingness to seek us out. So, all right, let's put a bow on it. Let's not, let's not extend this any longer than we have to. Um, is that the well, bow? It's been too late. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. way too late for that. Way too late. But thanks, uh, dear listener, for hanging in there with us. And, and for the chocolate. And for the chocolate. And may you find yourselves having a blessed Christmas. We're out. God bless us, everyone. I'm not a zero. I am a hero. No one does that. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you would share a screenshot of this episode to your Instagram story and tag us at journey underscore TN. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app.